I was always on stage. I was always, you know, acting, being mm. all creative. Um, and then I started volunteering backstage and I was like doing the fly system and lights and assistant stage managing. And I kind of really liked the idea of being in that creative industry, but not necessarily in front of everyone, like mm. helping things run the way they run. Because without the people backstage, it kind of, it can't really um, be what it is. Chookers. Chookers! I'll just put my phone on silent now. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Chookers. <laughs> I'm James. I'm Neil. And this is... Monique. Hey. Monique. Oh, sorry. Sorry. This is... Monique. Do you have a full name, Monique? Muskin. <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. Checks out. <laughs> Wonderful. Welcome to our podcast. So um, our podcast is basically we um, give well wishes to everyone in the industry. And basically the whole point of the podcast is to bring everyone together, right? So um, hopefully people can learn from your journey and, and people can learn from everyone else's journey, people who we interview. So um, first of all, would you like to introduce yourself or what do you do? And you know your name, but like what do you, what do, you do? Um, so I'm Monique Muskins and I am a makeup artist in film. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's great. And where did you study? I studied a diploma of screen and media for specialist makeup at NIDA. Specialist makeup? Specialist makeup. So is that, I forgive my <laughs> ignorance, but is that a different category to makeup makeup or? Yeah. So we focused a lot more on um, things that would be like a more specialized type of makeup. So film, theatre, prosthetics, special effects, wigs, like kind of more niche type things. Wow. That's uh, cool. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> no, I honestly, like that stuff is, I find I find fascinating. Yeah. Um, what do you, um, I, I guess the first question I have to ask is what's the most interesting uh, makeup that you've worked on? Um, just recently I was working on a short film that was based around a horse getting struck by lightning. Wow. So I put a prosthetic on a horse. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that would have been a huge challenge. How did you do that? It was it was really challenging. We're out in Canamble, which was like it was forty five degrees. It's like eight hours out of Sydney. Yeah. Um, and the horse just wasn't a show horse. It was a farm horse, so wow. it wasn't loving the airbrush or the oh, no. silicons or anything. But um, well, and sorry, and you put prosthetics on him or her? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, the film, the short film was called Mary, and yeah, I put a silicone prosthetic on the face and the neck on of the, the horse face. on the face. Wow! And there was like blood and other airbrushing things. Wow! Well. Yeah. And what I guess what um, what makes it uh, to us it is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. But maybe from your perspective, what made it so interesting or challenging for you? I mean, working with animals and children is always what we get told. Like, that's the challenge. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's something that is always going to be hard. Mm. Um, but I think I, I didn't get to see the horse until we were on location. So I oh, had wow. to make a prosthetic at home, um, just ex- like guessing kind of the size mm. of the horse's face and 
everything that I kind of I need information for, but I didn't really have. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, great. That <laughs> sounds like a great challenge as yeah, well. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did what? What did you learn? Did you learn stuff from that, or? Um, I learned to be calm around animals <laughs> and not to freak out. Especially because, on a horse. Yeah, because yeah. well, yeah. they can sense your fear and then they get scared as well. Mm. So it's very like you need to be calm for them to be calm. Yeah, like great. maybe you don't know the answer to this question, but like I'm assuming <laughs> like a lot of the big productions, huge production feature films. And if there are war scenes, for example, imagine him, like I'm thinking about um, Braveheart, for example, there are horses in Braveheart yeah. and they get killed and they would do prosthetics as well on the on the horse yeah. as well? Is well, that how it works? There's VFX and there's prosthetics, oh, VFX, so it's okay. kind of like it depends on what path they want to do. But a lot of the time those animals are trained for film and stuff oh, and okay. this one was not. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what was aside from training at NIDA, yes. what was your kind of journey to, to where you are at the moment? Um, so I kind of grew up in the theatre. I went to a private school and they had a very good um, performing arts kind of area. Um, and I was always on stage. I was always, you know, acting, being mm. all creative. Um, and then I started volunteering backstage and I was like doing the fly system and lights and assistant stage managing and I kind of really liked the idea of being in that creative industry but not necessarily in front of everyone like Mm. helping things run the way they run because without the people backstage it kind of it can't really um be what it is (laughs) not at all (laughs) we were just we were actually just sort of uh talking about that yesterday yeah we were just talking about how um we use NIDA for for example but uh the uh performing side acting degree whatever it is like uh, actors need to learn how to act you know mm-hmm. um and then if you're teaching them how to do acting and the other side of things um you become like master of none sort of thing mm-hmm. and it's great that you like made a decision you know what i'm gonna go on this side and, and do this and really master that part so now, like, I, I don't know if a lot of actors out there, I mean, of course they're aware about it, but it meant, like a lot of the work is done by people, out, you know, on the other side of yeah. the camera or other side of the, uh, on the backstage, you know, and people like you who do all the makeup and everything, you know. So, yeah, this is great what you do. Yeah. Um, do, do you get, um, are you getting a lot of, uh, well, let's, let's not go. To, let's, let's not go to that. Let's keep going with the journey. So yes. you keep. So you went to. Well, actually, I just want to say <laughs> yeah. on behalf of everybody who does theatre, thank you, thank for you. Yeah. being backstage because it's a thankless task. Yeah, but yeah. it's without backstage people, it's impossible to put on a show. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're welcome. And, and 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 it's so stressful. You guys, yeah. go, you folks, go through so much stress and making sure everyone's got the makeup on properly and everything. And especially continuity. Continuity mm. is a big it's one. It's a huge yeah. one, right? Like we see mistakes all the time. All the time. We <laughs> saw mistakes <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <Wow>. uh, <laughs> Monique and I did, uh, were, uh, well, she did make up for me for a short film, which I did start of the year. And uh, yeah, just we're just laughing. There's a few <laughs> things that had, had happened and um, a bit... I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about it Look, for me, for me, when I watch a film, I don't care about continuity at all because I'm like, I know how big of a machine it is yeah. to do what it does. So my dad, my dad is such a jerk. He loves pointing out um, in car chases. He watches the ground where the tire marks where they've practiced. Yeah, and he'll tell my mom, "Oh, he's going to turn left." 
And the guy would turn left. My mom's like, how do you know that? And then he's like, yeah, the tire marks. And, and, and I'm just like, dad, it's like, there's probably a hundred people on that set making that work. Yeah. It's like, cut them some slack. slack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're watching, we're watching, uh, uh, you know, New Girl on Netflix. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah. Tash yeah. and I were just, were just watching it. And she noticed that, uh, New, did you see that? What? Her nails weren't painted in that shot. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like the braids will be tight in one shot and loose in the next. next. Like the braids are different. Like it's really, you can't unsee it once you see it. That's yeah. true. It's true. It's well, kind of distracting. So yeah. Just on that front, what precautions do you take? Uh, well, it depends kind of my role within the production because sometimes I'm higher up and other times I'm kind of just helping others out. But um, I do have continuity sheets and I mm. do analyse the script and I kind of highlight and write down everything that happens because obviously things get filmed out of order. So you need to mm. know what's happened before. So I've got big sheets that I have that have a lot of um, writing and kind of description on what's happened in the previous scenes so that way I know what they need to look like. And then you take photos and you write on the photos and yeah. Mm. Oh. Uh, going back to your um, journey, yes. so at, at school you started going backstage and yes. doing that kind of thing. But I also have always been very artistic um, and in year 12 I did drama and art as major works. Wow. Um, and in my art major work I did very large hand-drawn portraits. So I've always had a very good knowledge of the face, like it's always been my favourite thing to draw. So I guess um, drawing and drama kind of go together mm, with like mm. makeup. I don't know. It just made sense to me to yeah, yeah, yeah. faces and creativity and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then after that you, you graduated <coughs> and then... Yeah, I graduated. Um, while I was still in year 12, I applied for NIDA. I did all the like online application and then there was a group interview and individual interview and all that. And I found out that I was accepted before I even found out my ATAR. So oh, <laughs> yeah. <wow. laughs> Damn you. Yes. <laughs> Everyone would have been pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even stressed about the ATAR when it came out. And, and, and was this an influence from your parents as well? Were your parents very arty sort of thing or were they? No, no. My, what I what think did they I, think? Um, they're very supportive of everything I do. Mum has always, mum does like marketing communication. So she kind of does creative things, but she does very like, I don't know, office work. And dad has always just been like a general manager of wherever so like they're not very they're not super artsy they're not in the industry so i think that they think everything i do is amazing because they're just so like unaware of everything like it's all new to them they don't see the continuity no they don't (laughs) not unless they're watching tv with me (laughs) (laughs) that's a great support to have yes um did you have a, a a mentor or somebody that you kind of looked up to um in your journey I did. I had mentors from when I was a young age. Like my, I still remember my kindergarten performing arts teacher, Miss Stelkova. I'm, we're friends on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> wow. shout out to yeah. Mr. Who? Miss Stelkova. Oh, Miss Stelkova. Her name's Amanda Stelkova, but she's Miss Stelkova to Thank me. you, Amanda, for yes. the influence. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, throughout, as I kind of grew up, I had there were a lot of teachers that really kind of helped me get to where I am now. Mm. Anyone in particular that like stands out in maybe the style of what they do or work ethic that you want to copy? Um, one of my teachers, one of my drama teachers when I was in year nine and 10 um, was Mr. McPhail. We called him Mr. Mac. Um, he was very encouraging with everything. He was lived in the Blue Mountains and travelled two hours to work 
every single day. Like, it's just such an like it's a commitment. And he was just so passionate about the arts, and he was very like, I'm like, wow, I want, mm. I want that type of passion. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, you do. You travel quite a bit. Uh, yeah. You, you're like far up north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take my passport with me every day. <laughs> she travels so far for work and like yeah, you you work all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good, it's commitment. Yeah. I was doing a TVC in Port Stephens, so that was fun. What? It's just a day trip to Port Stephens. Oh my lord. Yeah. Wow. Well, where where are you based? I live in Wurrungar still with my family, so Upper North Shore of Sydney. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, I was just teasing her on set. But she's looking at me. It's good. It's great. I'm happy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, you were so you were at NIDA and how was that course? It was good. It was like everything at NIDA, Monday to Friday, nine to five. Yep. Um, it was just a year, which is really good. I'm really happy mm-hmm. that I got it over with in a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, there were 14 in the course. Mm-hmm. So um, we all got to know each other very well. Um, and we had really amazing tutors that all specialised in whatever they were teaching us and mm-hmm. were active in the industry. Mm. Oh, love it. Yes. And, and you still stay in contact with them? And do you still like go back, hey, I need help with this? What, yeah. are, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. Um, my prosthetics tutor has been very helpful. I spoke to him about the horse prosthetic and how I should approach that. And he was really helpful because he, his dad owns horses or something. So oh. he's... Mm. He, he's worked with horses and he is good at prosthetics. So that was very helpful. And um, my main tutor that was just kind of – she did kind of everything. We're still friends on Facebook and follow each other on Instagram. And, um, yeah, she asks questions about how I've done things and I ask her about how she's done things. And oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, great. What, what, what surprised you when, you when you did your course at NIDA that you didn't expect, I don't know, to be part of the course – um, wig making. I made a moustache. Uh, <laughs> I oh, sat wow. there and had individual hairs and I was knotting it onto a piece of lace. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. That was kind of something I never thought I'd see myself doing, but I've done it. I've still got that moustache in my kit and oh. I've used it once. So. Oh, good. Actually, I've got a question. Yes. What, what do you <laughs> recommend? Because I've, I've used a fair amount of fake moustaches and beards yes. and you have no <laughs> idea. But... Um, I always sweat them off, no matter what I use. Sweat them off. Latex. Yeah. Um, uh, what What would you recommend to keep fake moustaches and beards on? Well, this is also a problem that I've had to encounter. Yeah, right. Um, it is really hard, but you kind of just need a strong adhesive like Prosade or um, Spirit Gum. I think I've tried I've tried Spirit Gum. I've tried yeah. Prosade, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. Sweat doesn't really like anything. Like no. you can sweat off makeup, you can sweat off glues, oh. you can everything kind of sweats off. It's yeah. a tricky one. <laughs> and I guess a follow-up question, do you think it's easier to put a mustache and beard on a clean-shaven face or something that has like stubble? Ah. Well, I think that this depends on what type of mustache or beard you're putting on ah. because if you're using like crepe hair and you kind of want to stick it on the face, I think it's better when you've got facial hair already because mm. it blends in better right but if you want to get like a postiche which is like a hand woven moustache or beard it's mm-hmm. a lot easier on a clean shaven face oh okay yeah. <laughs> well thank you You're I'll, welcome. I, I will remember that <laughs> yeah we'll have indian genetics and just grow a beard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a, like a santa claus <laughs> beard santa is that claus what you're beard. talking about <laughs> <laughs> or? i only shaved yesterday 
No, you only showed this. Yeah, <laughs> you're telling fibs. I am. <laughs> I am indeed. Um, do you have? Um, oh, actually, uh, what's what's the kind of process once you've graduated from NIDA as a makeup artist? How do you find work? Yeah, well, I was really lucky because when we were in NIDA, um, they have a collaboration with Triple J Unearthed. So um, all the makeup, the Diploma of Technical Studies, the Master of Fine Arts Directors and the Third Year Designers all collaborate with a Triple J Unearthed artist and we make a music video. Oh, wow. Um, so I loved the music video I was on. It was super fun. I made people into aliens and they Great. were just dancing in a bathtub. Like it was it was really random and really fun. Um, but obviously all those people don't fully have experience in film either because we're all studying. So they bring in people externally mm. um and i made really good connections with those people and they kind of messaged me and they're like hey i'm working on this or i'm working on this right um, can you come help out and that's kind of that was i was really lucky with that that the, it gave me a step into the industry because other people didn't really get that right um and from there it was all word of mouth and i just kind of kept getting recruited for different things great so, once yeah. again it's all Seems to be all connection stuff. It's right? all connections. And, yeah. So you kind of actually, like, unlike actors, have, you have to get agents. Yeah. Makeup artists don't. I think that there are agents, but it's not really. I think the agents are more for makeup artists that are working in high fashion or mm. um, editorial type things because, um, yeah, I guess brands would trust getting someone through an agent over mm. word of mouth. But mm. um, when it comes to film, it's a lot more connections and experience or but do you think that makes it difficult more difficult or easier i think it does make it difficult mm -hmm. um but it also like i'm happy with it you know i'm i make friends <laughs> yeah 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 that's right oh well, the other thing i was going to ask, ask you that uh is there someone in industry you look up to or someone say i would love to have this person's career or this person's uh yeah yeah is, is anyone you look up to um, so V Neal is mm. a makeup artist that has been in the industry for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, she posts things on her Instagram from so, so long ago, like decades ago of like prosthetics and work she did back before it was kind of a thing that people did. And it's just, mm -hmm. I, I think it's incredible. And I would love to like work under her. Like mm. that would be amazing. Is she but to from Sydney, Melbourne, no, Australia? No, she's American. American, yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. she's worked with like the most famous of all the actors mm -hmm. and done yeah some really amazing things is there, is there ever been a film that you saw like man i would love to have worked on that film what would, have you seen some like that um yeah there's a lot of like tv shows and films i work on a lot of the ones that are really heavy violence and have a lot of blood and bruises and stuff mm. i'm like wow i want to be doing that like mm. how fun to beat people up every day <laughs> 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 but yeah then you s i don't know like i'm not super interested in doing just like simple you know modern family kind of makeup like oh. that doesn't really stand out to me it's more the special effects stuff so but is like is that but there's more of that work i'm assuming yeah uh yeah i think that a lot of um people that are looking for people to work want somebody that can do both the blood as well as the you know simple make them look like a normal human kind of stuff <laughs> yeah do you have um you know, because we've got this podcast and we're looking to kind of talk about the community and get the community involved. Yeah. Um, do you have any colleagues that you'd love to give a shout out to right now? 
you know. Right now. Yeah, yeah. We're just <laughs> right now on the spot. Right now. Do it. <laughs> do anybody. Gun to your head. Um, but yeah, you know, if you wanted to s- just a, a colleague that you're just like, hey, look, I really appreciate this, p- appreciate this person's work. Mm. Yeah. Or is there a person out there who like hasn't been given the limelight and you feel like they need well, yeah, there's, a, there's so many people I have heaps, in of mind. Of course, of course. Um, just, just, but, but just, yeah. Because what we'll do, we'll put it on, on on social media and hopefully people can follow them yeah. and uh, help them out as well. Cool. Well, uh, can I say two people? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. 20. Yay. Um, one of them, she doesn't do makeup, but her name is River. She was doing a different course at NIDA when I was there and she is just, she kind of does the backstage more technical things, you know, like she'll help bump in things and just do all the rigging and all the kind of really hard manly work and she's she's a legend and she's so positive and so helpful and just so committed to everyone. Um, her name's River Hart, I think, or that's her social media name. Great. So. She's short, stocky. Kind of. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. What do you mean? No, I feel, oh. like, I, feel like worked, no, I feel like I worked with her before. Really? Yeah. She's got lots of tattoos. Oh. Mm. And fun hair. Fun hair. Yeah, like a bit of a mullet almost. You know what they've said about, I've seen a a meme about um, once the COVID vaccine rolls out, they should get um, stage managers in charge of handing it out because that way everybody will get it. It'll be on time. Nobody will know how it'll happen and nobody will have their voices raised. You know, like- A stage manager will find you wherever you are. And and who is is your second person? My second one is another girl I studied with. Her name is Montana. Um, She is originally from Port Macquarie and she's moved to Sydney Mm -hmm. and she is so, so talented at um, makeup, but she hasn't fully had all the opportunities to be in the industry. Does she have Instagram? She does. Okay, cool. We're going to put that up. Okay, cool. We're going to put that up. Yay. (laughs) Please follow. (laughs) Please follow both River and Montana. Absolutely. And when you say she didn't have the um, as many opportunities, do you have any idea of like, is there anything that the community or the industry could be doing to better highlight these people or, you know? Yeah, well, I think, um, I'm not sure. A lot of, a lot of um, productions kind of will sometimes not get makeup at all and they just tell the actors, do your own makeup. And that can always be a problem in mm. itself. But I think... Um, a lot of, yeah, the lower budget productions should be looking to hire more kind of people that are still stepping into the industry mm. as opposed to mm-hmm. not, <laughs> mm. yeah. I also understand makes a bit, makeup is a bit more difficult because um, for a makeup artist, it's not just your time that you're spending on set. You're also yeah. using up product. Yeah, it's a lot of products. Yeah, it's and a lot of people will at a, at a lower budget set might ask, oh, can you do it for free? But yeah. really that's actually it's, costing yeah, you. Yeah, it loses us money because um, like I know I've got insurance on my kit because it costs so, so much so money. Much um, mm. And it's also like the kit is like an investment. Like you keep having to add things to it and things eventually run out. So yeah, even when I do free work, I usually get them to pay a kit fee. Yeah, great. Yeah. Great. So I, think, I hope that everybody is aware that that's just a... Yeah. A, a, yeah. It's a normal thing and absolutely something that should be standard. Yeah. yeah. And should be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is yeah. it like... Um, so, what... What Can I ask? Yes. How much would How much is a kit fee? A or? kit fee? Well, if I'm paying... Like, if I'm getting paid my normal half-day, full-day rates, a kit fee is included in that price. But if mm. I'm... Doing something for free, my daily kit fee is seventy five dollars. 
Oh, okay. Which is like, I think it's pretty affordable. Yep. If you're not paying for me, at least, you know, pay for my, the products I'm using on everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like pretty much every, almost every other department, you don't actually use up any resources exactly. necessarily. Oh, that's a really good point. You know, yeah. like lighting, I mean, I guess you're using power, but I yeah. mean, you know. But um, it's not going to eventually like. Run out. Run out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just, buy, you know, for example, you just buy a light and that will last you for a while. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. you would run out of makeup yeah. all the time. Yeah, all the time. It's like every month I'm buying something mm. new to replace something that's gone. Mm. Yeah. And do you, and, and do you stay on top of new things or uh, do you, is, yeah. is, is it how it works? I, don't I know. try. Yeah, I try to stay on top of, you know, what's in right now with yeah. makeup and. I try to get the more expensive kind of luxury brand things as opposed to and like a Priceline makeup. All right. Yeah. So do you do you go to a certain website or something which, which says, hey, uh, or like, I don't know, is there a website which shows, is there a new course for something? Or? No, well, it's a lot of it. You have to kind of find through social media yeah. because that's how everyone kind of discovers, yeah. oh, that person's using that makeup. I want to use that makeup. So, um, mm. yeah, a lot of it is through social media. And I used to love watching YouTube, but I don't really do that anymore. But that was a really good way to learn about how products work and which products are really good at the moment. Mm -hmm. Who kind of the person behind it, because I know um, Kat Von D, she had a really amazing range, but Kat Von D herself is not a good person. So a lot of people stop supporting her. So then that's something that I need to keep in mind. Like, oh, if somebody sees I've got Kat Von D makeup, they might be like, oh, I don't support her? Sure, mm. sure. Yeah. Do you have, um, to people who are starting out on your career path, do you have like advice that you wish you knew when you were starting <laughs> I was just out? just about to ask that question. Um, <laughs> I think say yes to everything is the best thing to do. Like don't, don't be like, oh, I meant to be seeing friends that night. I, sorry, I, I don't want to, I don't want to help out. Like if they're like, I've got a job, it's not paying anything, but it will get you into the industry. Say yes. Mm, like, mm. cancel your plans and just say yes. Well, 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 well mainly, like, what about, what if someone's just starting off, say, someone's listening to your pod- yes. our podcast today, or tomorrow, rather, <laughs> and they say, hey, um, man, I'm inspired and I would love to change into makeup. Yeah. Um, so, how does one do that? What um, would be your advice? Like, I think practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Practice on yourself, practice on others. Learn from others, um, watch videos. Um, yeah, pra- yeah, practicing and I think getting in communication with somebody that knows what they're doing, asking if you can assist them or... Is it, and is it like, this is going to be a um, <laughs> difficult question, but like, is it uh, essential for a person to go to school to learn this? Um, it's helpful, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely think that um, if I didn't go to NIDA, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Um, I did before NIDA. I was doing formal makeup and things, but I think that it taught me a lot more about techniques and skills and products and ingredients in products that I wouldn't have even thought about before that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's broadened my knowledge and understanding of everything. Yeah. Okay. The uh, what. What else we do here is also that uh, we ask: is, is there anything else in like? Have you are you starting another business or are you doing something outside of uh, makeup? Your your creative thing, which is helping you with your creative thing, or is anything got going on? I think um, I don't really have anything apart from makeup going on mm. that's creative, but mm. I do a lot of stuff outside of makeup to kind of keep a balanced life, okay. and I think that that's very helpful. <laughs> So what what is it, what it would be a, your 
A day be look. What does a day look like? A day for me. Yeah. I wake up at like seven thirty. I go to the gym. I might practice a makeup look, or I am on set basically all day. Like it depends if I'm mm. working or not. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um. I. Coach under 12s right now. I coach touch footy under 12s. Oh, yeah. oh cool. Um, and then I also play in quite a few social teams as well as representatively. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's make it a word. It yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, great. Yeah. It's good to uh, have a balance. Yeah. yeah. We, um, in our previous uh, episode, we talked about imposter syndrome where you kind of feel that um, you're in a situation where you've been put there by your expertise, but you kind of feel that you don't really deserve to be there or you feel like you're inadequate in some way. Have you experienced that in your line of work? Um, I think I everyone kind of experiences that a little bit. Yeah, I, like I, we agree. Yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of sit there and you're like, should I be here or should somebody else be doing it for me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll be doing something and they'll be like the actor or talent or whoever I'm working on will be like, oh, I don't do it that way. And it's like, oh, Uh. (laughs) I don't know if I should change how I do it to cater for you or if I should keep doing it my way. And, um, yeah, and there's even times where actors will be like, oh, I only wear Giorgio Armani foundation. And it's like, oh, Uh. (laughs) sorry, I've only got Mac and Estee Lauder. (laughs) Yeah. Is that more expensive? Yeah. Giorgio Armani, yes. <laughs> it is very expensive. Skin the pay for it. Yeah. The ironic part about it, that is they're normally playing like a poor character that definitely wouldn't be able to afford Giorgio Armani Foundation. Yeah. So what's your I guess what's your process in dealing with kind of that stuff? Um, I kind of just take it as I go. Like I I breathe, I kind of think, well, I'm here, like I've got to do it, I've got what I've got, you know, you can't really change that currently mm. but mm. um yeah like you i think about working on it and how i could change it in the future but on the spot it's just yeah it's quite confronting yeah I'm sure. yeah, yeah it's confronting but it's kind of just do what you got to do you know do what you know yeah. i guess it's the important thing is that you, you're not um you're not letting it stop you exactly yeah yeah, yeah. that's yes um, <laughs> and is there any without um Without potentially spoiling anything, yes. is there any future <laughs> engagements or projects that are coming up that you that we could wish you trippers <laughs> on? Uh, yes, but I cannot disclose that information. <laughs> okay, but we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> for that. For that. What, whatever that might be, whatever that might be. Uh, um, see, this this is the thing. So we're all laughing because we're so happy for you, and that's and and. Um, and that's what we want. Like yeah. that's what we want yeah. uh, in the industry. The people to legitimately feel happy for each other for getting uh, for getting gigs and getting jobs and yes. stuff. You know, and that's the, that's the premise of the whole whole podcast. Yeah. Yes, yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> this last one, last thing. Um, challenges. What's, what's what's been your biggest challenge? Um, I think actors are always a really big challenge. Most of them are super super lovely. Like you, of course. <laughs> yes, you're right. Use your 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are some that are very difficult to work with and um, that will like kind of leave in the middle of me doing their makeup and come back and look different. It's kind of like I, I didn't do that, but I kind of need to work with that. And mm. um, 
yeah, a lot of actors also don't like what I put on their face, but it's also kind of it's not to represent them, it's to represent their character. So um yeah, I think actors challenging actors is always a challenge. Mm. <laughs> well, what could what could um the rest of say like the crew or the cast or the creatives do that could make it like in my head I imagine if the director had given the actors a clearer vision of what yeah. they wanted then maybe they'd understand what you're doing. Um yeah, and that does normally happen as well. It's normally like a, I obviously don't design everything. It's a discussion between a lot of people on mm. how an actor is going to look. Um but even then actors will still be like no, don't like it. And then wow. I'll be like, well, you can go talk to someone about it. But like, <laughs> this is what I've been told to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. Like sometimes actors would like to make certain choices and uh, they would want the makeup artist to go, oh, no, no, don't do that. Put this on there this in a certain yeah. way. So I guess that's a good discussion between the actor and the director. Hey? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, interest, it's an interesting idea, especially in the realm of VFX now, mm-hmm. of of directors and producers altering people's performances in post. True. You know, changing whether people cry or not or um, merging two different takes into one take. Um, so it's it's a, yeah, having having an actor lose their agency yeah. is kind of an interesting forefront that we're coming up with. Yeah, yeah, and it would be tough on the actors as well because obviously, like, they want to present themselves in a certain way, but... It makes it tough for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but ultimately, it's a collaborative it's, effort. Exactly, so. it is. It's collaboration. Yeah. It's teamwork. It's yes. Everyone wants to be happy at the end of the day, so you don't want someone walking around not liking <coughs> how they look. Mm, but mm. Yeah. Plus, it's your work. It's my work. It's your work exactly. on them as well. So yeah. you know, you don't want to be criticized as well. Exactly. Everyone needs to be happy. Really. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> 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 well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on board and, yeah. and giving so us a chat. <laughs> giving us the time and, and thanks for sharing everything with the rest of the community and uh, hopefully we can promote those two people and, uh, of course, you. And if anyone wants to get in contact uh, with Monique, uh, we'll also put up uh, it all on social media, a little tab for you. And, yeah, keep, keep, keep up the good work. Really happy for you. Thanks. You too. <laughs> and chukas to whatever might be coming up in the future. <laughs> we don't know, but chukas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening in, and um, uh, just stay tuned for Monique's. Oh, oh sorry, uh, Monique's uh, Instagram uh, the promotion that we're going to put up for her, and the other two um, people as well. So thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Yay. See ya. Bye. Cheers. Bye.